Thank you for joining this conversation with Growth Support, where we facilitate growth for customer support professionals, teams, and functions. My name is Neil, and today I'm joined by Amy Twig, educator turned service leader, to have a conversation about performance management in support and what a healthy improvement plan looks like. Super excited to have you here. No, it's a pleasure. I miss having conversations and meetings like this. <laughs> it's definitely something that's missed. Um, and it just, you know, kind of gets you pumped back up for service. It's something I'm so passionate about. And, you know, not having these regular conversations, you know, get back, get back in the zone a little bit. <laughs> Keep the juices flowing. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned that you're really passionate also about people management and performance management and really making sure that it's not, hey, performance management doesn't need to be a negative thing. It's not an improvement plan. <laughs> Tell me about that. Tell me about your thought process around what that means to you. So the typical, you know, development plan, performance improvement plan tends to come to a person with, well, you're not, you're not meeting our KPIs. You're not meeting our goals. So we're going to put you on this plan because you need to do better. That's a crap feeling. That's just <laughs> such a yucky feeling. Like, oh, I'm doing terrible. I'm doing so bad that they, am I going to lose my job? Like, it, it's so stress inducing. And yeah. I think if we shift the perspective on it, it makes all the difference. Um, when I first took on a team while I was at Wayfair, I took on a ton of underperformers. <laughs> there were 15 people. I had 13 of them on some sort of development or performance improvement plan at one time, all together. Yeah. Um, but we very quickly turned it around. And I didn't think that what I was doing was, and I still don't think it's really revolutionary or anything, but then my peers started going, what are you doing? How are, how did you manage to get every single person to successfully graduate the plan? How are you now a top performing team? And I told him it's all about the way you present it. How do you talk to them about it? So instead of approaching it as you're not meeting these, I approached it as, hey, you don't quite have the tools and knowledge you need to be really successful in this role. And I think that everybody deserves a job that they can be successful at. I believe that you have those skills, you just don't have the tools yet. So I'm giving you the gift of my time. I'm investing myself in your success. And so what these plans do is they give me the opportunity to spend more time with you, coaching one-on-one, -on -one, helping you get to where you need to be. This is me investing in you. And that really shifted the gear for a lot of folks. And your job's not in trouble. You don't need to worry about that. This is because I believe in you. It's not because you're doing poorly. It's because I believe in you and I think you can excel. It made such a huge difference for so many of them. Some of them still kind of got stuck in that, oh, is my job in trouble? And I would reassure yeah. them, 
Um, and then when we'd come back to the next meeting, we'd set like those little micro goals. Like if the goal for CSAT is 94% and you're at 85, I'm not gonna set the goal for you to be at 94 next time. Let's set the goal at 89. And then when they come back and they're like, they got 90%, they're like, yeah, but it's still not a goal. I'm still not there. And it's like, no, 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 no. But it's progress. Take a moment and we're gonna celebrate this win. You are on the right path. Let's talk about what went well. How did you make that progress? And then they'd be like, am I gonna graduate this plan? Am I gonna graduate? And I'd be like, we're, we're not gonna talk about the plan. We're not gonna talk about it at all. You need to trust me that I will tell you when I'm worried. I'm not worried about whether or not you'll be successful. I know that you will. I know that you can. It's just a matter of you having the tools and resources. Let me help you. That made such a huge difference for so many people. Um, now, I'm not gonna say that every person throughout my career has successfully <laughs> graduated the plan because for yeah. some it's, it's it's a will issue. Like they're just, they're not invested or in some cases it's just, this position is more complex than what you can manage right now. Um, and I've had to have some of those difficult conversations where I've been like, hey guys, um, you know, life is really hard for you right now. So you're, I want you to ask yourself, is this something I can fully commit to? If you can, I can get you there but you have to be on board 100%. You have to invest as much of yourself as I'm investing in you. Just that shift mentally makes a huge difference in the way a person views these things. It just goes from something that is punitive to something that is actually encouraging. Instead of being the disciplinarian, you're the cheerleader. Yeah. I have from my experience a viewpoint from the opposite side as well, where someone very close to me worked at a company where they were like, hey, your call time needs to be this. Your after work time needs to be this. It's not fast enough. It's not going quick enough. This is the volume that you need to be doing. And they put her on tips for those and there was weekly coaching sessions and she's already working on it i think that was my first ever event in support driven was like big claps in between every word like people are not numbers don't drill them on only mm -hmm. that thing and taking this really personal approach to really identifying what's the underlying cause of those results that is going to unveil a lot of information about how you can really support that person if you see, like you're saying, hey, your CSAT's not there, your handle time's not there, one of the things that really stuck out is, hey, you might have a lot going on outside of work that's affecting that, that's mm -hmm. taking that concentration away. You might have these other factors. Do you not have enough information? How can I support you in that? And that taking that personal approach to it really changes the kind of a mindset around it. One of the things that I do as well is I don't necessarily focus so much on all the things in the past that are going there, but what does that future look like and setting up those milestone moments where we can celebrate, hey, we're gonna get there, 
but we're going to set checkpoints on along the way to make yeah. sure that you have success that we can celebrate and, and see the progress and the momentum as well yeah to me it's let's only look at the past as a look how far you've come yeah look at where look at where you were compared to where you are and and i think you're right with getting to the the root of the behavior makes such a huge difference um and also telling the why but i'll i'll talk about that in a minute i have a great example of a person where getting to the root of things made all the difference okay yep this person was not hitting their handle time and it was atrocious and you know when i talked to her i was like okay what feedback have you gotten she'd been with the company for a year and had never met handle time and it was costing her her bonus every quarter she was nailing everything else I said, okay so what feedback have you gotten what have you just like well usually it's just you're doing great here you're doing great here um go faster try to make your call your next few calls for the next month and i was like oh, okay so how are you doing that well, you know, I don't know because when I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And I was like, oh, okay, let me dig in. I'm going to commit to you that I'm going to listen to a minimum of three of your really long calls within the next week and try to get to the root of, of what's taking so long on these calls. Because I've read the reports and I was like, it's all over the place. It's not a specific type of call that they're spending so much time on. It's sometimes it's this, sometimes the issue is that it's all over. So I listened to calls and I went, oh, oh, I get it. Because I had an established relationship with her, because I had taken the time to get to know her as a person and what her history was, she and her husband had run their own business for a while. She lacked trust. That's what it boiled down to. When I pulled those calls, it was like, this should be going to this team. This should be going to that team. You're doing so much more work than you need to. And at the end, are you consistently getting the answer? No, I'm still having to hand it off. Okay. Then what you need to do is you need to trust. You need to send and let it go. You have to have trust in our other teams that they're going to be able to handle it and they're going to do it well. Um, and and that's that's not your job. It was like you're you, you know talked about how you're doing a whole disservice to the company because you're doing work that belongs somewhere else, and that's resources we're not allocating to that somewhere else because you're doing it. Um, and also just talked about the customer experience. Like, I don't want to call support. I don't want to talk to people. For somebody that chose a career that's solely around helping people, I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> I just want the experience to go well. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I tell you know, I told them, I'm like, do they really want to be sitting there talking to you for 10 minutes while you research this issue when it's something that you can say after three? Hey. This is what this is what our next steps are. This is what you can expect for follow up. How does that feel? It wasn't just a matter of okay, well now you're off your development plan. It's no, now you're you're hitting bonus. 
every single quarter. You're you're nailing this. Um, and she thanked me afterwards for you know saying for taking the time to do that. And you know, it's a little sad because I kind of felt like you could have been getting this bonus for a whole year, but we didn't take a close enough look at the why driving the behavior. Really digging deep and understanding like what is behind it. And those coaching conversations are really, really important. Being able to say, hey, what, how can I help you? Like, I want to be able to support you and to grow. I just need to know how I can best do that. And in order to be able to learn how, I need to know what's going on. I need to be able to understand so that I can help you. I always tell people, they're like, oh yeah, but I didn't know I could tell you that or something like this. I'm like, hey, the, the more you tell me, the more I can help you. Like, I just want you to be successful. I want you to be doing well. Um, I have two questions. One, uh, when those performance improvement plans aren't metrics-based and they are culture-based, how do you approach those conversations differently? Oh, yeah, I've only, I've fortunately only had to have one of those, one of those in my entire career, um, partly because I think I'm really good at establishing a culture where people are connected and supported. Um, so we don't have to have that conversation very often. When we, when I have to have that conversation, it's, it is a little more personal because a culture piece is, it's, it's personal. It's not a number. It's how I'm behaving that's affecting things. It's how I'm approaching things. So I like to go back to professional history. Like, what have you done in the past? What have, has your experience been in the past? And how is that different from the environment you're now working in? Where do we need to shift a mindset? Let's, let's shift things a little bit. Mm -hmm. I had one individual who, a lot of times I was able to do this before it got to a plan. <laughs> um, who would just kind of scowl, just kind of like grumpy, not voicing anything. And so I pulled them aside afterwards and said, what's going on? You look, you look angry. You look ticked off. Why? I'm like, well, I don't agree with this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, so why didn't you say something? Well, because I know that, you know, it's not going to be, you know, no, no. I want you to say something because if you're feeling that way, other people might be feeling that way. And let me address it. Let me talk to you about it. And if it's something where your concerns are completely valid, let me take that higher up. Let me advocate for you. But if you don't speak up, I can't help you. I, you know, I want you to have good relationships with your peers, but I don't want it to be a culture where you're just kind of nitpicking and talking with each other because that just breeds negativity. Let's bring it all to the table. Let's lay it all out there and, and talk about the hard stuff. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. There are times where decisions are made that I don't agree with. And I'm going to tell you, yeah, 
I see your point. I, I, I have concerns about this. I voice them, but here's why we're still doing this. Here's how we're going to approach it. Here's how we're going to make it work. Um, those are kind of the biggest things is really, you really have to get to the root personally. I also find it's important when you're in those coaching conversations to adapt your approach. Always, always, always. I think yeah. that's also what you mentioned, really having that trust is so, so important. And it's kind of embedded in the entire type of conversation and kind of should be the feeling that every party trusts each other when you come to this conversation as well. And kind of really understand that everyone wants to do better, <laughs> really wants to be able to grow and, and have that as well. My second question that I had around that was like, when somebody doesn't graduate the plan, obviously you've invested a lot of time and energy and effort to be able to coach, to be able to train. When do you determine, hey, when is the right time to say that's enough? That is a hard one for me, honestly. Um, because I don't know if you've ever done, have you ever done strengths finders? Uh, not specifically, no. Okay. So my two, two of my top strengths were positivity and developer. Oh, and a third was empathy. Okay. So those three things for me as a person mean that I'm always looking for the potential. I'm always looking for the positive. I'm understanding where the person is coming from. So it makes it a little harder for me sometimes to cut those ties. But I've gotten much better at it. It's when I get to a place where we're not seeing progress or we're seeing progress in such small increments that when I look at it and go, they're not gonna be here in a month. They're, they're not even gonna be halfway there in a month. They're not going to be further. And that's a tough call to make. And I do always have the conversation with those people before we get to that point. I'll say, I, I need to be honest, I'm worried. I'm worried because this plan is, is coming to an end in two weeks and you're, you're not where you need to be. And these are the things that are holding you back. The majority of the time, with the exception of, I can think of one where it was a skill issue where they just really could not get it one where it was a will issue the rest of the time it's been life stuff you can't focus work when you're dealing with domestic violence when you're dealing with health issues when you're dealing with those pieces and because back to that trust piece i've established such a good relationship with trust my folks will tell me those things they'll say this is what's holding me back. So when I get to that point where it's getting close to an end and they're not successful, I say, I, I want you to really ask yourself, can I do this now? Because maybe isn't the time for this job for you. If you choose to leave voluntarily, this door doesn't close. If it's something where we continue with plan and you're not successful, then the door does close. So I want you to think about, can I be successful? And if you can, awesome. 
if you can't, ask yourself whether you want the door closed or not. Yeah. Uh, and I've had some folks that have been like, okay, yep, I'm gonna take a step back. And I've had other folks that have been like, no, no, I, I, I can do this, I just need to, and it hasn't worked out. Every single one of them has thanked me while I was terminating their employment. <laughs> And it's the most awkward thing in the world because you're like, ah, you have to go, you have to ask yourself, like, did I do enough? Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, you have to kind of let go and say, this was their responsibility. I gave them all the tools and resources. You know, I, I pointed them to um, human resources when it was accommodations that could be made. Um, I steered them towards this, that, plus gave them all the extra coaching and skills. It was, it was up to them. Yeah. And then you put everything and all your energy that you can possibly, given, of course, all of your other responsibilities and everything to be able to take care of them. And at some point, you, you can't go all the way for them. You can only go a certain point of the way, and they need to meet you the rest of the way to take ownership for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I always, you know, start those conversations by saying, you know, everybody deserves a job that, th that you can, that they can be successful in. This isn't a job that you can be successful in and you deserve better than that. Um, definitely takes the sting out a little bit. It's neat to say that it feels yeah. it. Um, I had to term someone and, oh, it hurt it hurt because i had worked so hard and they just it, it didn't just hurt because they worked so hard it hurt because i knew what the obstacles were for that person. i got a text message a week later going oh my god thank you being fired is the best thing that ever happened to me and for, for her she was like because i asked you know is remote work really for you? People don't realize, like, it's taxing. It takes a toll. This person was very it's social. Very had, yes. She had isolated herself so much that it was negatively affecting her mental health. Once that tie was cut, she was like, oh my, I'm leaving the house now. I'm doing things. I'm, I'm happier. And I'm like, good for you. That's amazing. That's so wonderful. Um, we still keep in contact now, three years later. Um, she was one that thanked me because she said, you know, I know that you did everything you could to help me be successful. And you really, really support the whole the whole way. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, as leaders, we look at those metrics and we look at those reports and I'm super analytical. I'll be, I'll look at those numbers and I'll be like, oh, well, this means this and this means that. And all of those pieces, but we need to be able to translate it into the why for people. I think that's another key piece that gets missed. But why is handle time important? It's not just yeah. about efficiency. It's not just about, you know, overhead costs. It's about what's that customer experience like? I was going through, uh, we have, I run dashboards for my multiple different teams and I was walking one of my reps through it one day and they were looking at it and they were like, oh yeah, but we're not meeting these and we're not meeting these. And like, how do these things line up? And I was like, well, yeah, we 
we didn't hit targets that month. We didn't hit you know the specific results that we were looking for. But if you look at them in a combination, it really tells a story. But it's a very flat story. And if I look outside of this dashboard and I think about what the team was going through at that time, the team yeah. was going through a lot of changes. We were uh, you know changing staff. We were going through uh, some other technology changes like the metrics line up with the story behind it. And if somebody just comes in and they look, hey, this is the picture, I see it, I'm good, and they yeah. don't understand the story behind it, then, they, then everything looks, you know, to be performing as normal. I think it's really important to not use metrics as the only driver to drive performance, but go again to really understanding the why behind it and understanding what's driving that from a personal standpoint, where performance is, isn't just the numbers, it's, it's a very, and their personal approach to it and their personal results from not just the work, but all the things outside of that and affecting that as well. I had some amazing senior leaders very early on in my career that were great about saying, no, 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 no. I can read the dashboards. I can read the numbers myself. Tell me why. Tell me what's happening behind the scenes. And once I was able to give them that, they were like, okay. You've got a plan going forward. You know where we're going. You know, yeah. And that was fine, you know? And I always told my folks too, you know, it's okay to go outside of policy. It's okay to do that, but you need to be able to tell me why. Just tell me why. If there's a reason why an exception should be made, because the rules aren't gonna always be one size fits all. There are going to be times where an exception needs to be made. And I need to trust you to use your best judgment. But I want you to just be able to tell me why. Think about that when you're making those decisions. Definitely, 100%. Yeah, it was great. Um, and it, it's definitely something that I miss. I miss that performance coaching piece. I miss <laughs> seeing those successes and um, watching people grow into their own. I think yeah. when you finally see somebody really come into it and really hit that moment where they're fully like confident in what they're doing and they can move forwards from all of this coaching and this growth plans and these really continuous journey, it's really a beautiful moment to see them fully come into their own and, and really, really move. And I don't think it needs to be a negative thing. I think it really is focused on growth and learning and getting the support that you need. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk through this. Yeah, it's, uh, I think something that people should look a lot more at on a personal basis rather than just, hey, it's, it's performance, we need to drill metrics, let's go, let's <laughs> go from there. I mean, I, I think I managed a pretty good metrics-based approach with things with, hey guys, here's where we are, here's where we need to be, why aren't we getting there? But by making it personal and getting to know the person and letting them know, like, I believe in you, I'm invested in you, it made all the difference. And my team was top performing consistently because that's the perspective that I took. I think that was that was a, a huge piece for the team. Thank you so much. That yeah, I, I, I really see that and it's it's really wonderful to wonderful to hear. Yeah, it was great. Thank you.